large vacuum mode, clearly on top. Arcadia Queen is running on. 200 to go. Russian Camelot has a race. Arcadia Queen coming at Russian Camelot. Russian Camelot, Arcadia Queen. Arcadia Queen first look at 2000 is going to turn over Russian Camelot. Arcadia Queen a link to the corner. Russian Camelot. I remember watching it back to the this bike might be pretty smart, I think. Nevada Hood and the Autumn Sun goes for the lead at the 200 metres, put down a length and a half, two lengths, Vasilina, and extends the Autumn Sun, three or four lengths in front, and Syrian racehorse, the Autumn Sun, blazes in spring, bumps in six lengths. G'day legends, welcome to the Second Again podcast, We're coming off a massive week and we obviously had a special guest on last week, but this week it's just yours truly, me and Jackson. First of all, welcome to the welcome to the potty, Jacko. It's great to see you. Yeah, good to be back, mate. It's uh, yeah, been a bit of an interrupted few weeks. We were very lucky to have a, a super guest on last week. What a blast it was to have Robbie Dolan on, great man. Um, always a good laugh when we have the guests on, but he was one of the better ones for sure. So mate, happy days. If you haven't had a listen and you're listening to this one, when you finish this one up, go back, have a little listen for us and let us know what you think. Because, geez, we had a good time. Big Rob, we sort of said to him we'd have a 20-minute chat with him and he said, yeah, 20 would be great. He would have went for an hour and a half, I reckon. Yeah, I think you, I think we would have had to pull pull him up in the end. He just kept going. He had stories for days. He was oh. a great character, mate. It was it was really good fun. But I think we'll just keep that between us, mate, for any new guests coming on. It is 20 minutes. We do try to stick to 20 minutes. It's up to you guys whether you want to roll on. It's all about, yeah, just keeping it concise for us. But hey, if you want to, if you want to take it and run, we're we're here for it. We're all here for it, mate. Now I've got an accessory on today. I've got the lifeguard hat on. And I'm not sure why. I'm really not sure why. I don't know if it was just something to do with just the excitement of this week and seeing a few good horses back. And I thought. Look, it's getting a bit sunny. It's getting a bit springy in the air. Better protect this neck and better protect the the old schnoz. How good were these fields when you had a look at them? Mate, the wing stakes especially. Like, what a super field. It's good to see some of these big guns back. I'm especially excited for the three-year-olds. There's a nice little handy three-year-old race down in Melbourne and also a nice one in Sydney this week as well. So they're probably not your top, top, top liners just yet that are probably aimed at those big, big races. But, mate, I'm, I'm super keen to see what transpires this week. Me too. Before we get into it, are you going on the track this weekend? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. It's hard because I still got a couple of weeks left of soccer. We've made the finals, good and bad. You know, I was sort of in the back of my mind. I'm thinking, fuck, I've got a horse running next week. I hope we get knocked out at some stage. But <laughs> you own goals. <laughs> few few payoffs here and there, but um, no. Nah, look, I'll, I'll try and get there. But I think um, just sort of hold the powder till the spring, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I would have loved to have get out, got out there, but um. We've actually, we're gone. We're out of the finals as well. Um, but going for a little surgery again tomorrow. So it's sort of just like a bit touch and go of to how, how I'm feeling. So we'll see. We'll see how we go. These races, let's rip in. So Mooney Valley, we're going to do five, seven, and eight because they're the sort of races we've picked out. And then at Randwick, we're going to roll from five through to nine. And that's where we're going to kick it off, mate. So let's rip in. Looking let's forward to having a chat. Um we start with race five. So it's the Moston Cooper Show County Quality. Um, it's over 1,200. A few nice horses. Um, King of Sparta's obviously top of the market. Bit of an up and down horse, really, but they've thrown up three bucks. Nashville are aboard. Showmanship's first up. Book J Mac. He is a dual acceptor, this horse. So we'll do the form for both races. But 
He has accepted in Sydney and Melbourne. So 340, Embraces 750 with special reward 950, and then double figures for Electric Girl, Prime Candidate, Chats Back, it's around 16 bucks, and the rest are 20 and more. It does look a race that falls away a little bit for first up horses. The top four in the market could do something. Is that the way you're leaning? I agree. I think it's we're sort of at that stage of the, I'm still going to call it the autumn. These are probably spring horses, but all the good ones are first up or haven't come just yet. And there's still some of those left over. I call them the dregs, you know, that little sort of bottom of the beer bottle that you get that only the hard man's going to, going to knock back. It does put a bit of hair on your chest, but I call them the dregs, some of those leftover horses from winter. So I'm not going to name any names here, but there are some in this field. I'll just touch on the map quickly. Prime candidate for Bjorn Baker has a lot of pace and probably rolls forward. Electric girl, she's really honest. She'll be up there from that sort of inside to middle barrier as well. And Embracer, as with the Waterhouse horses, they always roll forward. So they'll be close enough. I found this one pretty straightforward. There's a nice sort of classy mare in this race and that's showmanship. I think she's got panels on this uh, on this field as far as talent goes. She was uh, putting together the picket fence over in uh, WA, and you know I love my WA form. The the bloody cerise and white colours. I do get to bar up a little bit when they when they show up in Sydney and Melbourne. But outside of the colours, the horse has got a lot of talent. Tra- transitioned from a Perth campaign over to a Melbourne uh, sort of late spring campaign. It had a couple of good starts and a couple of good wins there. Tipped out for a spell, had a few issues and came back on a heavy 10. Uh, that was at um, Warnable in the Wongoom. Heavy 10 sort of battled through the going. Wasn't her go that day. And she was then tipped out for another spell. It's a seven-year-old with nine starts. So she's super lightly raised. She's won seven of those starts. She's got levels of, of, of talent above this lot. I'm happy to be with her. My only concern is that inside gate. But J-Max booked, just give her strength. I'm, I'm with showmanship also. Um 340 first ups, definitely not a massive price, but I, I do think this is a weak race. Um, King of Sparta's really hit and miss. I'm, I'm happy to let him run around at three bucks again. I've, I've missed the times he's won and I've, I've also missed the times he's lost. So I'm, I'm square on that horse. Showmanship on top. I'm, I'm going to have to have a saver on Embrace. So I stuck my neck out for this thing two weeks ago, came out and did absolutely nothing, ran 12th. I just don't think the horse is going that bad. I really don't. I don't believe it. It's 750 in the market again after a real failed first up run. Gay and Adrian just aren't entering it into these type of races unless it's going okay. So watch horse. Yeah, definitely. And that missile stakes is going to be a key form race, especially for this weekend. It's got a lot to say in probably three or four races at Randwick on the weekend. So just on that race, it was a super fast speed. And a lot of those horses that were first up, including Embracer, just fell away. They just had no gas at the end. So that'll bring a lot of those horses on fitness-wise. And you'll see a lot of them in the next few races. Uh, Bellucci Babe and Forbidden Love, some of those horses, they'll be much fitter coming into this Saturday. Absolutely. So showmanship for both of us and maybe just a watch horse with Embracer. Race six, we've got the Premier's Cup. We've had the Prelude. We've had the lead-up. We've had the interlude. We've had all the Premier's Cup <laughs> lead-up races in the last 12 weeks. I don't know how many different names they can have for it, but we finally got there. We get yeah. to the Premier's Cup, and they've actually put together not a bad little staying field over 2,000. So Lord Ardmore's 320 just couldn't be any more impressive than its last few starts. So I'm not surprised to see it top of the market, 320 again. So Francesco Guardi gets in, sorry, Guardi gets in with 53, um, $7.50. Grove Ferry, 750. Yee Yee there down in the weights is eight bucks as well. Too much to be about nines and the rest are double figures, but there is some talent down down the, like as you go down the page, Chalkstream's 26 bucks and they thought this horse was going to be a Sydney Cup horse. 
didn't end up being a Sydney Cup horse, really. But are you with Lord Ardmore? Because I get the feeling you probably are. I look. I respect him. I respect the that they're sticking with Bowman. There's intent there. The horse is up in trip though. It's gone from 1800 its last two starts up to 2000. Not saying it doesn't get the trip, but he's got to give a lot of weight to these horses now. I'm not a huge fan of weight swings and I don't pay too much attention to that, as you know, Ned. But I just think the higher you get up in distance, the harder it is to carry that more weight, especially when you, your, your rivals from the previous races are taking weight off you. I think it just makes it harder to then go out and do it again. But respect to Walla, respect to that camp. Like I said, I was keen on it last start and, and got the job done. I thought it did it a bit tougher than it, than it needed to. In saying that, the horse that comes out of that same race and has a good weight swing on the favourite is Grove Ferry for Waterhouse and Bot. So that was the horse that led it up that day. It sort of paired off with Arapaho, the Bjorn Baker horse, and they sort of made it a nice even tempo. Did a fair bit of work up the front there and was still there punching away late. So only run down late by Lord Ardmore that day. So I'm pretty keen around the $7 mark and should get around $250 to place thereabouts. I think it's a really good each way bet. Couple of horses from that same race, that prelude that you touched on as well, all being the Waller horses, as we know, these staying races, it's just like you just spin a chocolate wheel, toss a dart somewhere and just hope it hits the right Waller horse. I think he does the same thing. But um, look, th there's a couple of horses out of that same race. Francesco Guardi lost no admirers last start, went back to the inside, Pike sticks, um, and was still sort of going through the line, the line nicely late there. So that's another horse I want to keep an eye on. And just one more, one little touch on is your mate, Yee Yee. I know you took the piss out of him last week, but he was monstrous the last 200 metres. Peeled all the way out to the outside and was savaging the line. So keen to see if he can um, stretch it out to 2,000 now and potentially swamp these late. Well... It's funny you say that. It's real funny you say that. I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe I'm saying this. You're not going with it, are you? I'm with Yee Yee in this race. It was run of the race last start, and you can't deny it. I feel crook about this. I feel really ill about it. But its last 200 was fantastic, like absolutely savaging the line. I thought Lord Ardmore was really good. I do agree that 2000 is going to be a little bit of a happy to let it go around at 320. It's in form. It can win, but I, I don't know if it's a bet play, but I just think the, 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 the way that this horse finished off last start, I can't ignore it. So if, if it comes out, especially if it's around that soft five, soft six, like it's, it's really good when it can get its toe into the ground. So yeah, yeah, for me, I think. Definitely. Yeah, look, just just on the track as well, I'm glad you touched on it. A bit of rain around tomorrow. I think at worst, you're probably getting soft six, soft seven. It won't get any worse than that, but they will be sting out of the ground. So those horses that like that little bit of juice in the deck will be right into play. Race seven, Laurel Oak, toy show quality. It's over 1,100. A few really, really nice horses coming back here. So... It's starting to get a little bit exciting. It's 3.05. It's getting around that grand final time. So. Starting to get a bit of a tingle down my spine here, Ned. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Zapateo, smart horse, top of the market. It's back first up. $4. Jamea, another really smart horse is $6 there with Tommy Berry aboard. Boom Nova around 6 bucks as well. Bella Nipatina, $6.50. Took a really nice scalp in, in, in her last preparation in the autumn. So looking forward to see how she's been turned out. Bellucci Babe, one of your stable horses, is eights. Um, Fatuse, Manova, and Sky Commander down there with a couple of others at the bottom. It's a really, really, really nice little sip of water, isn't it? 
Definitely. And this is what I love about this time of year, mate. There's not just one or two horses to talk about. We definitely punched out through the winter and did our best to keep the punters interested, mate. But there's only so much you can talk about when there's half a good horse in a field. But, mate, we're sport for choice here. Plenty of nice types, plenty of well-performed runners here. So I'm happy to see some of the big guns back. And in saying that, I'm going to touch on three or four of them. So I want to touch on those couple at the top there. And Bella Nipotina, the top weight, J-Max book, there's intent there. Mara Eustace have it dual accepted. Uh, between here and Mooney Valley. It's in another race, which I sort of like the, the Melbourne race a little bit more for it down there. Not saying she can't win here. She's definitely good enough to win first up. I just think 1,100, they're probably waiting to get her out to 1,200, second and third up and have some bigger targets down the line. She's just a classy mare, so she can win. The other one, Bellucci Babe, comes out of that missile stakes, which I touched on before. Again, it was a super hot speed and the horse faded pretty badly. On face value, it's probably a failure. But a lot of those horses that were first up just fell away very late there. And um, Bellucci Bay being one of them, she can bounce back. She's back on top of the ground now and uh, second up should be okay. From there, there's the two that have that residual fitness. So one of them is Boom Nova, comes down from Queensland, um, has the picket fence up there. It's it's had uh, three, three starts for three wins this prep up there and going really well. It's going to be up on the speed too. So I've got it sitting outside uh, Sky Command, the leader. It'll be the one they have to run down. It's got that residual fitness, as I said. And another one with the hint of that sort of fitness as well is Zapatea. You touched on it's a classy horse. Just made a mess of them at Scone, um, over 1,100 in its last start. That was only in May, so it's only sort of three, four months ago. Uh, plenty of residual fitness there. Little trial in between runs as well, which you love to see. So I think both of those horses will be ready first up. Boom Nova and Zapatea for me. It's a two-play strategy. Boom Nova's at six bucks, Zapatea's at four bucks. I know they're one and two in the market, but between the two of them, you can get some cash if one of them lobs. Absolutely. I'm with Zapoteo as well. Really like the horse. It's really, really smart type. That race at Scone, just, it lives in my head a little bit. Just superb. So I think real good opportunity to make the next step. I don't know where the horse will end up getting to. Have you got any ideas what what sort of race they might go to with this horse? Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't like to get too sort of caught up in where horses might get to two three, two, three starts down the track, unless they're the sort of top level group ones that they might be headed to. I don't know if this horse would be headed there. Just a quick one that I, I forgot to touch on. One was Smyrnova down the bottom for Willie Pike and, and Hawks as a super talented um is now a mayor, I was going to say Philly, just ticked over to a four-year-old. It's lightly raced, only had six starts and started $1.70 um, last start, first up and should have won. So I think that horse can do something, but probably got some bigger fish to fry. Fantastic. So Zapoteo from me and then Zapoteo and boom, Nova from yourself. Yeah. Couple, couple nice prices there as well. So if you can, you can definitely play around with both. Race eight. All right, here we go. Now we're back. We are back. Talk about just a name that just makes goosebumps pour down your spine. It's it's the wing stakes. I can see you're doing a few neck crunches right now. You're just stretching. You're getting ready to go. Few names. Ready? Animo, top of the market, 215. Bang. You see that, you know it's bloody. It's it's time to start rocking and rolling. So Animo's 215. We've got Forbidden Love there at six bucks. Mwanga's sevens. Fangirl's back. She's eight bucks. Profondo's $14 in this race. Mm. Hinged, another star, 15s with Duas at 18s. Halal, 21s. Ice Bath, Benno. Stockman is $151. So it <laughs> tells you a little bit about the quality. It's over 1400 Before we get into the race, we both grew up in the era of Winks. And I think it's a really fitting time to just have a little bit of a chat. Did you ever get to the track for a Wink Stakes Day? I did. I went a, I went a couple of times. It used to be the Warwick 
stakes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, before she, she ended up winning, I think it was four times in a row, three or four. I can't remember how many times she won in a row, but I reckon there could have been six or seven races named after her. She was just an absolute freak. The Queen Elizabeth could be named after her. She was that, she was that fucking good, but just, just one of the most freakish horses you've ever seen. Definitely the most freakish horse I've seen in the flesh. I, um, I was there the day she missed the start. And I remember like your heart just sunk. Like you felt sick. It was like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like seeing your child, right? And it's getting drifted out in a rip. <laughs> it's been drifted out in a rip and there's just not a lot you can do. You're completely helpless. And then for some reason, it just finds its way back. <laughs> Everything's okay. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. And she, she was a freak. She was just a marvel, mate. And she's probably half the reason that I my love for racing has just gotten so much better as, as I've gotten older as well. So big shout out to the big girl. Um, and she's got a foal. She's got a foal on the way, Ned. I'm glad you touched on it. She's got one on the way, mate. So I reckon there's a few with the with the checkbook out waiting for something to drop there and um, keep a close eye on on uh, her foal. So, mate, exciting times. Winks Absolutely. times two. <laughs> Absolutely. That'd be a lead if we can find another one like her. Um, there's a few you like in this race. There's a couple of your stable horses. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you tell me who you like. I'm gonna let you tell the punters. Mm. I just hope, I hope for your sake, it's not mm. the bloke in the blue jacket at two. <laughs> Before we get to that, mate, let's just touch on a map because that is key here. I uh, I know you've sort of teed me up to sort of real, um, real for... blue ball, real blue ball in the end, <laughs> and blue ball. That's a bit of foreshadowing there, mate. Um, Profondo is going to roll forward here. Forbidden Love will be outside the lead. Just on Forbidden Love, I touched on the missile stakes before. I'm going to forgive her that start. It was first up, again, hot speed. She fell away pretty pretty sharply there. My concern with her is, is she going to be able to be as effective on these sort of not as wet affected grounds? She was obviously had that super campaign last prep in the autumn. She just found those heavy decks week after week and was too good for them. I just think she needs to lead and she also needs heavy tracks to be winning a race like this. So I'm going to oppose her. Further back, you've got Hinged, who's drawn wide, but should be able to roll forward nice and easy here because the rest of these runners all get back, pretty much all of them. So you're going to have those two or three at the front. They can probably control it. And it might bring Profondo into the race. I don't know if it's dry enough for him. He had a failure last last uh, campaign on the wet deck, as we know, but he had a few excuses there. So maybe it brings him back into play. And we um we we heard what Robbie Dolan had to say about him last week and some of the gallops this horse does, just a freak talent. Mate, you know what I'm doing here. Even though it's gate one, even though it's first up, won the second trial, which wasn't that impressive, but still got the job done. Wasn't a super hot trial. I don't think it matters. The market's found him. You never get overs with this cult. It's animo, mate. If they are coming to play, if James Cummings wants to win with this horse, they should just win. J-Mac, gate one. He's the, he's the class of the field. He was the best three-year-old of last season. I don't know if you can have any arguments around that. Just on his campaign um, last time in, he, he was first up 1,200 last campaign off one trial. He then won the, the Hobartville 1,400 next start. He won that. So this time around, he's gone two trials into a 1,400. So that screams intent for me. I think they're ready to go here. And even 215, I know it's not, you're not getting any favours with the price, but just wait and see. Hopefully he's not starting in the red and, and you could still get a half-decent price. The other one, as you know, is my old mate. He's in some different colours now. I think some new owners have come in and swooped on him. Old mate Richie Mawanga. He's he's drawn just just alongside Animo. He's drawn the two. He's first up. He's a horse that you need to go rolling in first up. 
Didn't have super trolls either, um, but he's not really a good worker. He just sort of lays back in his trolls and just goes through the line nice and easy. He should be ready to go. He won this race last year, came over the top of very elegant. He's a year between wins now, so he's due. He's a long time between drinks, but I've got a lot of time for him. Had excuses last prep, and I think he's up to this. Your two mates, they live in your backyard, Animo and Moanga. They just hang out. They're going to just have a chat about who's going to run second and who's going to run third because <laughs> I'm with Fangirl. I, I am with Fangirl. She's been reasonably well found. She's $7, so we're not getting that sort of $12, $13, $14 where you'd sort of maybe expect her to be first time coming up to this sort of class. But, look, she hasn't really done a lot wrong with this horse. Like, she did – obviously – her best work has been on those good tracks and I'm praying that there's going to be a nice amount of sunshine and we get a good track for Saturday. It's, I think soft five's okay, but good four would be an absolute dream. The horse is a star. They bring it to this race. There's intent. She's 14 meter, 1,400 meter horse. I like her a lot. I think she's going to be a massive chance in a race like this. Animo for me, just I'm taking him on. He can win. That's fine. But 1,400 meters first up. You go back and you have a look at that Hobartville where Halal ran it to 0.2 of a length. Halal comes into this race at second up, similar sort of setup to last preparation. It's $19 in this race. Like, is that the form I want to take? And Animo's now got to, got to lug the four-year-old weights? I just don't know. I, just not for me. He's a superstar. I do love him to bits, but I'm going to leave him out. And I cannot forget Juas. I just... I can't believe they've thrown up 17 bucks. I agree it's probably a little bit short for her. She's only going to get better as the prep goes on, but there's no way that she's running a place at four bucks without me having something on. So what a race, mate. You could literally have a conversation about every horse. Oh, super race. But honestly, this would be a pretty key form race. Whatever happens on Saturday, this would be a key form race for the spring. I agree. Profondo as well. Like, can we just... He could do anything. He could come out and win by four. He he is that level of talent and hasn't put it together mentally yet. He's just that much of a talented colt that no one would be surprised if he comes out and wins by a couple of lengths at fourteen dollars. He can he can lead on his own. I just think he needs a good track, and I want to see him do everything right before I back him. Trifecta, trifecta, Animo, Mawanga. Oh, who am I throwing in for third? Do you know what? I think Jewess can run away a race. I think she can run a race. I think um, she's obviously got um, targets down the track, but it's going to be soft enough for her. And she does have brilliance in that turn of foot over 1400. So I'm not going to oppose her. I'd toss her in. Race nine, Silver Shadow, 1200 metres. It's the last race we're going to cover down uh, in Sydney. Um, over 1200, look, in secret. A lot of these horses, these are these are just newly three-year-olds. So coming out of most, most of them, their first preparation You've got to tread with a little bit of caution here, I reckon. I, I, I dare say you'd agree. You've got horses like Revolutionary Mish, Miss, Russian Conquest, Queen of the Ball, who have had pretty tough two-year-old campaigns. They can often come out and just do absolutely nothing. So if you're thinking about having a bet in this race, just maybe just halve the quote, I reckon. Just have a little bit of a think about it. In secret, top of the market, 340. Willinger Beast, 650. Um, Russian Conquest is 9.50 with Revolutionary Mist at 10s. Queen of the Balls 10s as well with Zugotchi at 14s. And then the rest are sort of 16, 17s and above. It was a really tough race to assess because obviously first up, as we mentioned before, but did you sort of like, did you find one that you're happy to back or is it just a watch, completely watch? 
Look, I'm not going to say I won't have a bet here. I definitely want to sit back and assess the pattern by this by this time of the day. Um, I'm just saying the pattern just so I've got an excuse to have a punt there. I was going to um, say, <laughs> I'm not going to say that I'm not going to have a punt. <laughs> absolutely. I'm, I'll, I'll never say that. But look, this this race is nice enough. There's some handy fillies returning here. I don't know if they're the absolute A grade. Some of the horses that you see in the Golden Rose, maybe 1,000 guineas, those types of races. I don't know if they're in this field. Um, there are a couple of really good talents and a couple of untapped sort of fillies that we'll touch on. I just want to start with the map. This um this grace is secret from New Zealand that Chris Wallace picked up has a bit of speed. I think they'll roll forward from that inside gate and be close enough. Cleaning the ball won that Canberra race, leading and, and going straight to the front from go to woe. I think it'll be close enough as well. That was obviously the race to get it into the slipper. Um, North Star Lass and Seven Bales for Mark Unum have a bit of pace too. So those four will be up there. The rest sort of find their spot from there. I just want to touch on a couple that didn't come out of that slipper race. I just reckon some of those horses, we need to see them first because they were running on bog tracks. They were juveniles. They didn't necessarily have the best of campaigns. And you got to sort of see if they've come back and trained on from that harsh two-year-old campaign. They were just bog tracks. And you, you, you made a great point. A lot of them don't come through it and train on as a three-year-old. So we'll wait to see some of those horses. Um, the couple that are pretty untapped, I want to touch on Willinga Beast. Chris Lees has got this thing. They've found Bowman. Bowman stuck with it throughout the campaign. Gave Paris Dior a really good scare last start. Ran it to sort of, um, you know, within within a nose or a head that day. Paired off from the rest of them. It wasn't a super hot form race, but I think Paris Dior is a pretty handy type who could have something to say about a Golden Rose and those types of races. I think that's good enough form. Won its second trial. Um, was asked to do a fair bit in that trial, but it's just sort of a horse that sort of lugs and you've got to really scrape it up and and, and make sure it's it's pushing through its work. Doesn't do a lot on its own. I just think it's got a bit of, a bit of an awkward action but I'm happy to spec it here. It's around the $6 mark, $2.25 to play. So I think it's a good each way play. The other one you touched on as well, absolutely untapped, is this filly in secret. Comes out of a nice trial. It was actually the fastest heat of the morning. Swiss Exile came out of that race and, and the favourite uh, down in Mooney Valley for the three-year-old race down there, Fujita San, comes out of that trial as well. So nice enough little trial. In secret, just cruised along in behind them, ran a nice third at the end. Two from two, this horse uh, made a mess of them um, over at, uh, I believe it was Wyong. I think it was Wyong or Scone, one of the two. Wow. Made a mess of them in that race. Yes, it wasn't the best of form. It was only a listed race. Um, but, you know, a bit of a step up in class, but the horse is untapped. The market respects it. And look at the the, the booking of J-Mac. I think, um, I think there's definite intent there. So that's one to keep an eye on. I agree with the same two horses. I think, I think they are head and shoulders above the rest, to be perfectly honest. I think they are the two picks. Willinga Beast, I just want to touch on, was backed off the map last preparation in its final run where it ran second to Paris Dior. And that was towards the end of the carnival as well. It was it was sort of a really smart training performance um, for Paris Dior. So to see a horse like Willinga Beast go with it, it's pretty good signs. On within secret, the horse has been so strong at the end of 1100 in its first two runs. I think 1200 just looks, sorry, yeah, 1200 looks just super, absolutely super for this horse. I think 340 is a fine bet. Am I going to dive in? Maybe a little bit, but I'm certainly not going to be throwing my whole my whole check at it because there's just too many unknowns in this race about whether horses have come back or not. Definitely too much guesswork with these these you know first sort of runs for these three year olds and and yeah look like you say in secret they could have gone up to Queensland and had three or four more runs with him but pretty good tip that James Cummins just tipped him out and left him there. Just one more I want to make a quick touch on. I know I've done this a couple of times and then I'm dragging the fucking episode out, but bear with me. It is that sort of time of year where we can have a look. 
bid night in Tokyo at around 21 bucks is a really nice, um, it's, I was going to say, mare, it's a filly uh, for Casey Fogden. Won a nice race last start. It was inferior form. Has to step up in grey, but it's the horse with race fitness. It's fourth up this campaign now. Had a couple of good starts up there in Queensland. Came down to Sydney, got a win. I think it's overs at 20s. Beautiful. That's the end for Sydney. So we're going to move over for three races at, at the Valley. The racing's okay. It's not as good as probably those five races that we've just covered in Sydney, but it's definitely something to get excited about. A lot of horses first up again. Um, and we're speaking about a race, race five, where there are a lot of first up horses. So we'll kick it off. Um, it's over 1,200 metres. Fajita Sun is what we're going to go with. San? Fajita San. Yeah, just roll with it, mate. We're rolling with it. 270. McNeil, Hawks, great combo. Crosswinds, 550. Let's roll the dice, six bucks. El Padrino's nines. And then you've got Chester Warrior and Shalaman, both 12s. Manhattan Thunder with Fast Witness and the rest of 14s to 20s. I've got genuinely no opinion this race. Like not even a single one have you. Yeah, it's a tough one. And the reason it's tough is because most of the key chances come out of small fields. Fujita Sam won a five-horse field. The second pick, Crosswinds, won a five-horse field. Latvian is, is the one um, at a little bit of a bigger price as well that won a four-horse field at, at Mooney Valley one day. They all did it quite easily as well, which makes it even harder. And it doesn't look like they were asked for the supreme effort. Fujita San is that um, that cult that I touched on before that came out of that um, uh, that race with Fujita San, uh, sorry, um, Swiss Exile in that trial and in secret as well. So nice enough trial there. Like I said, running a five-horse race at Sandown, I just don't know what to make of those those sort of races that didn't beat much. Yes, it won with a leg in the air, did it easy. I just don't know what to make. I don't know if I want to take 260 either. Then you look back, you look further down the page, you've got Let's Roll the Dice at around that $6 mark, running some super races behind She's Extreme and Fireburn. I just know that that horse is going to be better suited towards a mile. Damien Lane sticks, I know, but I don't know if it's ready to go first up. I think this is more of a run for the prep. One that I just want to touch on is that Pariah Colt Latvian. I think it's got a bit of ability. Again, comes out of a small race, absolutely pissed in at the Valley. So it has had a look at the Valley last start. Won a four-horse race, as I said, led them up and just sort of cruised away and, and won pretty easy in the end. Um, I think it's overs at around that, what have we got at the moment? It's around 23 bucks and 4.20 the place. So I think it's a definite each-way play, just in case the market's got that wrong. But there's a few in here with talent. Crosswinds has got talent, but there's a lot of guesswork involved. Yeah, just going to be a watch race for me for sure. Um, moving on, race seven. Race seven, we've got 2040, that famous start point at the Valley. Look, a couple of nice staying types in this race. Um, got gold trip, top of the markets, four bucks carrying your head, my head, and the entire grandstand with it. Um, it's got 62. Mankane's 480 with interpretation at sevens. Borna King, seven bucks as well with blue cup. Um, Mohican Heights is 950. And then you've got double figures. We've got Predetern, Smoking Romans, and the rest of 20s. Um, really weird one to line up again. Like we've got sort of horses coming back. Horses second up, a couple of horses from Sydney, some from Melbourne. It's all happening. Um, what are you sort of, are you born a king? Where, where are you heading? Yeah, it's a tough one. Definitely a reflection on this time of year. A lot of horses first up. So you just got to try and watch your trials and maybe just keep the powder dry for the next couple of weeks. Um, I didn't think this was a race that was too thick on class. I just think it falls away pretty quick. 
I'll touch on the map quickly. Smoke and Romans uh, rolls forward. Mankind and, and Born of Kings got an inside gate. So I think both of those two will roll forward. And Blue Cup's uh, drawn wide. So I think they've got to press on with that horse. The rest will just sort of find their spots from there. You touched on the horse before. I do like Born of King. I think it's good value in this race. It's around the $7 mark to, to two forty dollars to place, somewhere thereabouts. Went back to 1600 off a little freshen up last start and was beaten by Lyrical Lad, who's just having a super campaign at the moment. But Borna King's done absolutely nothing wrong this prep. Gets back up to 2000. I'm not going to say 2040 or whatever the fuck they, they do over at the Valley. <laughs> 2000 get, gets back up to this trip. This is definitely its trip. Just sort of went back to the inside that day a couple of weeks back when beaten by Lyrical Lad. I think it's a pretty good value play here. Join the inside, Brett Pebble sticks and and um, Wallace sort of, he could have kept it around the, you know, those benchmark 84s, benchmark 100s as, as we like to take the piss out of. Stepped him up to open class now, but I don't think this is an open class field. I think, like I say, it's pretty thin on class. So I reckon a pretty good chance there at the each way odds. I'm going to mention two. So first one I want to mention is interpretation. So the horses from overseas um, comes across from sort of racing over in Ireland and France and it ran some nice group races over there. Got all the way up to 3,000. Ran a nice first in a listed race. Ran fourth in a group one over there and then came over here first up over 2,000 and finished two lengths off He's a Shocker. That was over 2,000. Then they gave it a nice trial in between. I'm just a little watch on this horse. It's Marin Eustace. It's just got something about it. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just going to be really wary with this horse. And I think around $7.00 get an opportunity to sort of find out for not too big of a bet. I don't know what the plan is with the horse, but I just think in a race like this, it, it looks like something could either burst it right open or they're all just going to finish all together in a line. So interpretation's the watch horse. Another one that I like, interesting runner, predetermined. It's down in the weights. It's got 54 kilos. This horse last preparation, it was sort of racing over the mile in 1400. Once it stepped up to 2000 in a group two at the Valley, it came out and won by a length and a half and beat a horse named Can't Go Wong. And there are a couple of really nice horses in behind there as well. So Willow's aboard, 54 kilos around that $13 mark. Interpretation, predetermined, they're the two that I'm going to back. Definitely. Predetermined's last run at Moody Valley was a nice little prep run first up as well. So definitely positive signs. And look at the booking, Craig Willow. The big wheel. Final race that we're going to cover is race eight. It's over a thousand metres. Um, look, Extremely lucky top of the market for Clarkins 330 brings it over. Um, showmanship, obviously, we spoke before about dual accepting. It's 550 generation, six dollars. Bella Nipatina sevens, Oxley Roads, twelve dollars with Maliva, Esther LaRocca, and Rock and Horse. One of the stories of the year, this thing. Just unbelievable story. So it's $18 in this. What's the map look like? It's thousand meters. They're gonna absolutely fly, you'd usually think. But geez, the map doesn't suggest it. No, the map doesn't suggest that at all. Normally, a thousand meters at the valley, it's handlebars down, let's go. But there's no really natural leaders. Esther LaRocca's got a little bit of speed. Oxley Road's not a natural leader, but he normally puts himself up there. And then you've got horses like Generation that can roll forward as well. But none of these horses are known to lead their races and just sort of make it a, a really super fast tempo. I think that's just going to throw up an absolute mess as far as this map is concerned. Any of these horses can roll forward and you just don't know what's going to happen. It's not an overly big field, so I think most of the horses should get their chance. But back markers are always disadvantaged at the Valley, especially over the shorter trips. So, you know, the leaders are, are fucking already home and some of the back markers haven't finished turning yet. That's how, that's how short the bloody straight is there. 
But um, look, that's what I've got the map. I've got Esther LaRocca leading Oxley Road generation thereabouts, but anything could happen here. I don't want to be too confident in that map there. Just touching on those dual acceptors, they're going to have a big sort of um, say in what the prices do here because if Bella Nipotina comes out and showmanship comes out, they're sort of second and third elects in the market. It's going to have a big effect on where the prices are at. So I'm just keeping everything dry for the moment. I want to wait to see where these horses uh, accept. I'm of the opinion that showmanship is accepting in Sydney. I hope that's what they do because I'm keen on it there. And I actually don't mind Bella Nipotini here. I hope they keep her here for this 1,000-metre assignment first up. I think she's probably better suited here. Um, she won a trial and beat Star Patrol, who's a really, really nice horse um, in that. Well, I say trial. It's fucking jump outs they do in Melbourne. You can't get any really good guide. But I think that's that's enough intent for me to suggest that they're probably looking for a 1,000-metre uh, race first up. So I think she she maps really well. She'll get in behind that that um those horses on speed, even though there won't be much speed. I hope she gets her chance and they can sort of steer her out from there. Showmanship I think goes to Sydney. So that's how I'm how I'm assessing this race. If if the race um pans out that they come here with her, I'll have to have a look again and and see what we do. The one I am just fucking scared of is this one that's going to sit out the back. Extremely lucky, Will Clark and very underrated trainer over there in Adelaide. Been doing its racing over there. A couple of starts at Morfordville. Won a nice sort of open class race. It wasn't terrible form. It was okay. Normally that stacks up when they do come across and Clarkin definitely targets these races. So the horse has got good fitness on its side and a lot of these horses will be first up. Good residual fitness for this horse. The question marks are 1,000 metres. It's going to sit out the back at Mooney Valley. Does it have that turn of foot? It's got a super turn of foot, but does it have it on this day to be able to run over the top of these? In fairness, I'm going to be with it. Do I have a massive amount of confidence? No, I'll probably have to wait for the price to see if these dual acceptors do accept here. It's a really interesting race. There's some bloody talent going through the race. And obviously when you've got Bella Nipotina at sevens, Oxley Road at 12s, like it does tell you that the race bat's quite deep. I'm going to, I'm going to steer around sort of the top two in the market. I think like you, I think showmanship will go to Sydney. I hope it does. I'm going to go with two here. So generation, Purely based on speed map, I'm going to back this horse. I think from gate 11, there's absolutely no option for what this horse has to do. I think Zara just has to take it to the front and be in the first sort of one or two. Um, I didn't think this horse was too bad in its last preparation. Like it's running some really top class races, a couple of wait for age group ones. I think $6 is a fine price. You know where it's going to be in the run. Well, fingers crossed anyway, Zara takes it to where we want it to. So I'm going to be with Generation. And then the other one that I'm going to have something small on is Maliva. Like, I didn't think that this horse was too bad at all. Obviously, first up was fantastic, winning, knocking off, bless her. Wasn't too bad last start, but I think it's got an opportunity to bounce back here. So around that $13 mark, I'm just going to have a little saver there as well. So generation and Maliva for me. Have you got a best bet? Like, or are we just... It's, <sighs> I, know, I, know it's, I know it's a watch day. It really is a watch day because we've got so many first up and second up horses. Yeah, I, I do. I do really like Borna King from a value perspective. I'm not going to launch at it for the win. I think it's a super place bet, as I said, drawn the inside, and I don't think there's a lot of class in that race. Um, that that French horse that you mentioned um, for Mara Eustace could be a talent, but outside of that, I don't think there's much there that can challenge that horse. If Brett Preble gives it the right run, I think it should run top three. Fantastic. Now, look, <clears throat> it's exciting. You know what else is exciting about good racing? It, the thing with this segment is it doesn't matter if it's a minimum 66 
a class one, a trotting race. I don't know what they do over there sometimes, but all I do is I just ask Jacko the question. I literally just say to him, hey, mate, have you make sure you've got a best Western for us for this podcast we've got coming up. And he just nods. He doesn't even say yes anymore. He just nods. Jacko, talk to me. Best Western? Yes, we have one, Ned. We are going all the way to the last at Belmont. So Ascot... It'll be bloody midnight. <laughs> if you're still upright at that time of the night, boys, I don't know where you'll be at that at that point. Hopefully you're still upright. Hopefully not too many uh, beers deep. But just stay upright for this one, guys. There'll be one more left in the day. It's race nine, Belmont. It's over the mile. I'm with Arcadia Grace. She's at a bit of a price this week. You're going to get each way odds, guys. So definitely go both ways here. She's a, a filly that I've got a lot of time for. She was actually the first ever best Western that I tipped. She didn't lob that day, but we obviously went on to bigger and better things, but a bit <laughs> of sentimental value here, I reckon. And she's been crying out for the mile. She's only raced up to sort of 1,400, 1,300, those sort of trips. Had a really nice win last year. She took a mile to get going. Um, but when she did click up, she just put them away nice and easy. She's crying out for this 1600. She gets a three kilo weight relief, which get, gets her down to 53 here. So, mate, I'm super keen. I don't really care about the, the wide gate. She's going to get back anyway. Super each way chance. I think she's actually a really good winning chance at 650. I'm with her, mate. Hopefully everyone's upright, guys. Keep some powder in the tank. Keep everything there ready to go. Arcadia Grace, race nine at Belmont. Taj Dyson. Who's that? Well, Parnham's away. I don't know if he's been suspended or he's gone off on holidays and given a few of these other blokes a bit of a, a bit of a Guernsey, but um, Taj is just a claimer over there. He claims three. That's all I can give you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taj. All right. Well, hopefully Taj whips it home at about 7.25. Um, I might have had a few beers by then. Who knows? Depends. I don't know. We'll see how we go. Hopefully we have a good day. Hopefully we steer into a few winners. So thanks very much for listening. Appreciate it very much. Jacko, pleasure as always, brother. Always a pleasure, mate. See you soon, guys. We're back. We are back.